0: Gather around the game table with Kristen and spin to find out what
1: plays well with two plays well with two was recorded in front of a live studio audience of our dogs.
0: Hello. It is now time for our super, super late roundups.
1: We are so late. So it's a tradition that we're just kind of keeping rolling because we were late last month. too. It
0: is May 18th, so more than halfway done with the month. And we're still going to be talking about April.
1: Look forward to the May recap on June 15th.
0: <laughs> so, April, wow. Bad month for me.
1: Bad month for both of us.
0: I played less than half of my normal number of plays. Uh,
1: yeah, I did not play much at all. And we didn't really do a lot of in person gaming That's true. in April. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting considering the number of acquisitions that finally came in.
0: Yeah, our net gain is um, extremely high in April. So in April, I played 38 plays of only 24 games. Out of those, 8 were new to me.
1: And I had 28 plays of 19 games, of which... Eight were new to me. Interesting.
0: My top five most played games, Lucky Numbers, Dice Charmers, Divvy Dice, Fugitive, and Castles of Tuscany.
1: And how many did you have for your top? Like Four. You know? Okay, so neither of us made any nickels. Um, my top played games, there was a tie for first, which Lucky Numbers at three plays and Fugitive at three plays. And then a tie for, uh, second between many different games. Cafe International, Costa Rica, Blockers, Gingerbread House, and Bravo. I played twice. And everything else for the rest of the month I only played a single time.
0: Okay. So, there were eight new to you. Which one was your
1: favorite? It's so hard. I've got two different things written down, and I figured that I'd just call an audible as soon as, uh... It was time to record, and you guys wouldn't be any the wiser, but I'm still torn between two. So what is your tied
0: favorite new game?
1: Gingerbread House. Whoa, okay. And Fugitive.
0: Mine is also Fugitive. Loved Fugitive. Gingerbread Uh, House, really? I
1: really liked it. Interesting. Phil Walker Harding just... Did we review that? I think... If we didn't review it, we sure as heck intended to. I think we recorded something on it?
0: Yeah, I remember kind of talking about it. Yeah, and... Excuse me. In Gingerbread House, it's not the super nice game I expected. It is... You are trying to trap the fairy tale creatures. So, I actually ended up liking the theme way more than I expected to.
1: Yeah, it's... It's a funny theme. I like it. And if you look at the cover, you instantly think, oh, this is a Christmas game. Mm -hmm. No. No.
0: Because I've seen it on people's Christmas lists. Like, top board game lists. And I'm like, no. No. That's not anything about what it's like.
1: Yeah. This is Hansel and Gretel, A Christmas Story. I declare that it is not, and neither is this game. There you go. But Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
0: But Fugitive made my top two-player-only games. Check out that episode. And it's just really fun. You are trying to escape. The other person is trying to catch you. It is purely cards uh, done with numbers. And it's just a guessing game. And I like it a lot. And I don't normally like hidden movement. But in this one, I like it because... It's way more limited.
1: It is. I I like Tim Fowler's stuff. And we saw Rado's, uh run-through of an early production copy, and I was really intrigued. And then we promptly forgot about it for a while. Uh, well,
0: it was hard to get, I think. Oh, yeah.
1: As his games so often are. But then we... Uh, ...happened to get lucky and get a copy of it from a local gamer who was offloading some of their collection. And we got it. It got it back. It comes in a cool little briefcase-looking box. The artwork is fantastic. The gameplay is deep and strategic and more so... Gameplay is deep? I think in terms of strategy... Like, what, what am I going to play next? But maybe it's because hidden movement games break my brain.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. So, all right. Hidden movement games make my brain hurt, but in a good way.
0: So, what was your biggest surprise of the month?
1: An oldie but a goodie. Raw the Dice Game.
0: Oh. Because it was coming off our board of reckoning, we were trying to see... Because we just hadn't played it in a long time, to see if it deserved the shelf space or not.
1: And it absolutely, in my mind, deserves the shelf space. And it... I don't know, it's such a good game! It's surprisingly good. You can see, like, if you're a fan of the original Raw, you can see how they carried over many aspects of that game... But it is its own thing. You don't have the auction like you do in regular Raw. Which
0: I appreciate because I hate auctions.
1: Uh, it's it's just a really, really solid dice game. And I think it probably did not get the recognition that it needed. Because it's just a dice spin-off of a game. And it came out at the time where everyone was doing a dice version of their games.
0: I don't know about that but i do think sometimes well a lot of the times people will overlook dice versions of games because a lot of them that were coming out were pretty mediocre
1: yeah it's true
0: and you'd play it and go this is nothing like the other game like they just slapped it on there so people would buy it i think like oh we you know name recognition but sometimes it just doesn't work like don't slap that theme on a game that has nothing to do with it because it'll just make fans of the game who man. are the people that are buying the dice game like, oh, I love this game, so clearly I need to buy the dice game, really angry because <laughs> you got duped, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. That, that one smacked us a couple of times.
0: Exactly. I've been that person. That's why I'm so mad about it. Mine was actually Most Wanted. Really? It was. I don't think we've record. we I th- have not no, recorded. No, we we at all. wanted we wanted it, to play a three plus game of it first, but it's a poker hand game, which dime, that is
1: usually not your scene.
0: Not my scene, and a dime a dozen, and it was just a bargain or bust that we picked up from Ollie's, like really cheaply, and I just had a lot of fun with it. It was just a fun game,
1: surprisingly good, great artwork. Um, And it's just kind of silly. Yeah.
0: I just, yeah. I just Uh, really liked it. So once we finally get, you know, a three plus play of it, which should be sooner rather than later with vaccinations and things opening back up. Then you'll hear us talk about more. My honorable mention for biggest surprise was Cosmic Colonies, actually.
1: That was a fun one. Uh, I didn't have an honorable mention this month, but...
0: Well, you had to, too, so...
1: Yeah, I I guess I kind of covered that in the top, so... Um, Cosmic Colonies was another really kind of interesting... Like, the theme's been played out, but... Interesting way of looking at it, and I love, love, love the card mechanism in it. Uh... So, you have a certain number of cards where you know what their special power is. Like, how they're going to manipulate you either uh, laying down colony tiles or taking new ones. And those go... When you play them, they go onto the center of the board, like kind of a... Well, when you're playing two-player. Yeah, when you're playing two-player. Um so your opponent will be getting them but not on that turn. Uh they like not on the next turn they'll be getting them the turn after, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't see that a lot. So
0: it's a limited card game and instead of having like a deck like a normal deck builder you all share the cards and you will get them get to use all the ones that your opponent is also using which I liked a lot so if you had a super powerful card I know that I'm eventually also going to be able to use it so you're not at a disadvantage because you won't ever get to see that card because there's only one copy of it in the whole deck that kind of got that kind of thing and so instead, everyone is kind of like on a level playing field because we're all playing with the same cards. Yeah. And But it's limiting because you don't have the same cards all the time. It depends when they play them, when you're going to get them back and stuff like that. I just thought it was really interesting. And it's a polyomino game, which I generally enjoy.
1: You do love yourself some polyominoes.
0: So it was just kind of a unique take on that. And I really liked it.
1: Yeah. I also liked that the polyominoes were limited. There are a certain number of each shape. And if those are gone, then you're out of luck. Uh, it, it's also one of those ones where you can't... You're not going to cover everything that you need to cover. Yeah. Um. i I forget what the limiting factor was. Number of rounds?
0: I think so. I don't remember, though. So, so those were the good news. What about your biggest letdown this month?
1: I am going to be roasting a sacred cow on this one. Okay. The biggest disappointment I had was Undaunted Normandy. That is
0: my exact biggest letdown also.
1: We've heard so much about how this is just a fantastic card driven two player strategy game. Yeah. And so cool and we played it and it was like this is fine. Eh? Eh? Like, I was like oh. is,
0: like I was like we have to be missing something. So I kept going back to the rule book like what am I overlooking? And the answer was nothing. And that was really disappointing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. And we did only play the first mission so it might be a case of well later missions add complexity and the complexity is going to make it more interesting
0: i mean i'm it's not on the chopping block right this second i do want to play it more but first blush was not
1: good yeah the first impression the first play was just i don't feel the need i don't feel the desire to pick it up immediately again. You know what it made me want? It made me want to play Memoir.
0: Exactly. I think having a really good Light War game for two players that we love so much with Memoir and so streamlined, it's just, oh, mwah. To hear that there was a card version, I was like, yeah, let's try that. And it just did not hit all the same things that I want my Light War game to do. Several different people recommended it to us on several different levels, and it was just, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been seeing the big board game personalities on YouTube say, oh, this is great, all the way down to people at our friendly local game store saying, we know what you buy, too much, and you'll love this. And right now it's not there.
0: I don't think, though, that it is because it was highly recommended that I was disappointed in it.
1: No, it's not a hype problem. Yeah. It's a... I just did not have a lot of fun with the game kind of problem.
0: Perhaps we just want different things than other people from that kind of game. But I just... Yeah, I was so sad. I do like the art a lot, though. Oh, yeah. the Artwork aesthetic is, is beautiful. Great. Okay, so. <laughs> Ins and outs.
1: Shame time. Out! Nagaraja.
0: I just didn't love it. I wanted to. I know it's flown under the radar. The little stick idea the, the seems cool. So neat. The insert is perfection. I just. I was just kind of bored with it.
1: Yeah, it was. Eh. Like okay. on the low end of fine.
0: In. Ooh, in is bad.
1: Yeah, we only had one out.
0: Oops. Okay. Let's start with Kickstart Herbaceous Pocket Edition. Now, I haven't played the original full size, so I can't say anything about that.
1: The artwork looks cool, it's very pockety. I mean, yeah. that's. Those cards are tiny. I'm
0: very excited to play it. Azul Summer Pavilion. Oh, that's not Kickstarter. No, that's, that That was our only Kickstarter that we got in. Okay. Azul Summer Pavilion is was given to us by a friend because they took our normal Azul. And I prefer Summer Pavilion, so she replaced it with Summer Pavilion. And then we played it and Spin thinks that he prefers normal Azul. But there we go. Yeah. Nanga Parbat. But
1: it's still good. It's still good.
0: Nanga Parbat, which, if you listened to Wednesday's episode, you get to hear all our thoughts. Very excellent. And that was a pre-order. Abandon All Artichokes. A... Yeah.
1: Kind of surprise for me. Um, Like, hey, look at this game. Uh, Surprise, we're playing it. And... I liked it. I think I liked it more than you did. I think
0: so. I think it's real cute. I will be intrigued to see how it plays with more people, of course, because it does feel like a light party game.
1: Yeah. It. I mean, it, it's kind of like Baby's First Deck Builder, uh, is how I felt. Because you, ha- you have your deck, you've got half of it or so is artichokes, and every turn you get to. You get the option of getting a new card. The whole point of the game is you are trying to trash every artichoke in your hand. It's fun. Uh it is very light, but like it feels like a game right game. Uh, they are the publishers mm-hmm. here in all the best ways.
0: Who published Wayfinders? I don't even know where it is.
1: Um, Wayfinders was, it's right over here. It's a Pandasaurus. This is from okay, our pandasaurus. pandasaurus order.
0: Pandasaurus had, uh, crazy great deals. And so this is our Pandasaurus order. past tally. Wayfinders and...
1: Uh, A-R-A-R-A-I-A-L. A-R-I-A-L.
0: Wow. We really butchered that. Um... We haven't played any of them. They look fun, they're bright, and they look awesome. Yeah,
1: all of them are very bright. Very, they're very like bright. White box, bright stuff on the cover.
0: Pandasaurus is great with, look at me, look at my box. It's Their stuff is normally very eye-catching.
1: Yeah, they, they've kind of... Because uh, you don't see as many E.L.O. releases as you did a few years ago. I don't know what the deal is with that. They've kind of moved into that... Like, here's a really pretty game, but the good news is you don't have the uh, kind of letdown of the, oh, this is mediocre, but it has gorgeous artwork. This is only pretty. Lots of Pandasaurus games are real solid. There there have been a few duds.
0: I, re- I generally really like Pandasaurus.
1: Yeah, I think they publish good stuff.
0: Lucky Numbers was a birthday gift. It finally showed up. It finally showed up and very exciting. Then we did a very big order from who was it? Uh. Not think again. Think.
1: Crap. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done is the question, because I'm about to hit you with another girl from New No, stop.
0: Fun Again Games was having a crazy good deal, or crazy good sale. Like, it seemed like a lot of them were having sales last month. And we bought a lot because they were having a very good Haba sale. And so we picked up several for our toddler. Here we go. Splish Splash Catapult. Fire, fire, fighter, fighters.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Try saying that one five times fast. Fire,
0: fire, fire, fire. Ghost Blaster. Magic Feathers. Millie Delivers the Mail. Silly Shenanigans. And then we get to our games. Morn Quest. Dragon's Gate College. Pandoria. And Mafiosu. Mafiosu?
1: Mafiosu.
0: What a great theme. That's why I picked that up. Hopefully it's good.
1: I love the cover art already.
0: I am really intrigued by, well, of course I am because I bought them, but I can't wait to open up all those because they look cool. Yeah. But yeah, how could I just let a uh, zoo mafia theme board game go by? How awesome is that?
1: So awesome. Awesome. The art looks very funny.
0: But that was it. That's all we added.
1: Yeah, that's all. We don't have a problem at all.
0: 18 in. 18 in, one out. Those are not good stats.
1: No. We need shelving.
0: Well, I was like, mm, I'm going to be really good and not not buy anything. And then they had the most amazing sale.
1: We don't have any outstanding actual orders other than...
0: No, because, well, this will be for May, but we finally got in my last pre-orders, which were the two DRAFTOSAURS expansions and two Similo expansions, Wild Animals and Animals. And so I'm very excited about all of those.
1: So that will but be coming there soon. Should,
0: that should be it. That is it. No pre-orders, no... whack well, Kickstarters. If you don't count Kickstarters.
1: We've got Kickstarters, and then... Uh, Story Machine Games is unfortunately going out of business. And... Kristen and I, mostly Kristen, can't resist a game with a theme park slash carnival theme. And they did Danger Park.
0: Yes, if you create a game... It has a theme park, carnival...
1: Circus.
0: ...theme. I will play it.
1: Period. True. And, and I don't... I mean, I know that you enjoy theme parks. I know that for some reason you like circuses a little bit. Uh, But man, that theme is your... Like, that's just kryptonite to our wallets as soon as you see that. <laughs> Do I have a theme that's... Then I'm like, oh, must have that theme. Oh. Because you've got, that's not your only one. It's, I think it's the most pronounced one, but zoo slash animal themes are a big one for you. Yeah. Wild West, weirdly enough, tends to get you. That's true. Hmm. Outdoors? Yeah. I'd say outdoors a little bit.
0: Well, just because you're even interested in that fresh f- fly water, what is it? Fly uh, fishing, freshwater crown, cold water crown, yeah,
1: which has been out for a while, and I'm still kind of like, mm, kind of interested. That's in the
0: fishing one, one, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know, boring stuff. Hold, on, let me think about it.
1: History. I was about to say, I've, exactly. Is it an educational slash trivia game? Yeah. Oh, science. Okay, yeah. Gene, anything that Genius Games puts out, I probably want. Um, Photosynthe not photosynthesis. No. Uh, no the the new one. They're behind you. The new one that is coming out that is like you're inside of a plant cell. I'm like, hell yeah, I want that game. I regret not kicking it, but I pointed it out to you. You did point it out to me, and I got some Facebook ads saying like. You only have 24 hours, and I'm like, I'll order it tomorrow. And then I didn't order it tomorrow, and super regret. But are they
0: not doing late pledges?
1: They are doing late pledges. okay okay. Uh, but yeah, we've got several of their games. Covalence, uh, or do we get rid co- of that one? We haven't played Covalence oh, okay. yet, but Covalence, uh, Cytosis.
0: That's that's a big one, right?
1: Um. Cytosis is the big one, yeah, uh, and then we had that one that was about viruses basically
0: um, think back to biology class, and that's what these games are like,
1: but they're solid games, I mean it yeah. was
0: it was decent. The rule book was a bit much because they it is all accurate, science. yeah, so if you love science, then you'll really enjoy. It. They did the periodic table one, periodical. Periodic. And so, yes, anything science, you're there.
1: I also find it funny that I know at least two of my bio professors Mm -hmm. own several of their games. One has the complete line.
0: Mm. That's not surprising. But yeah, I think science and history for you are.
1: Because I'm a big old nerd. But we're kind of off-topic from... You're a nerd and a geek. I know, but I'm a double threat. (laughs) I'm also a dweeb, so... Dweeb. I haven't heard that word in a long time. But yeah, April was a slow month for us gaming-wise. A big month for us acquisitions-wise. And... uh, I think it kind of seems like May is going to be another slow month. But we'll uh, get back to you in mid-June on that.
0: We just have a lot going on. Taking vacations. And then we're also trying to prep for a move. And it's, you know, toddler.
1: It's a lot. I I The next couple of months are going to be... Going to be a little slow. And if... I'm just going to put this out there, if we miss more episodes, I'm just apologizing in advance, because we've got lots of iron in the fire right now. And sometimes life...
0: I did my first backpacking trip, so I had to plan for
1: that. I had to be jealous and live vicariously, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I've been spending a lot of time just looking at new backpacking gear. I we
0: already like have enough that. expensive hobbies, okay?
1: So. Yeah. Um, oh. I don't know. May- maybe if we do a Patreon someday once we get listenership, we can do a personal life episode. Like, that'll be the Patreon pledge reward. And
0: they'll be
1: like, no! Unsubscribe! <laughs> Why did I give $2 a month for this crap?
0: Uh, something that did happen in April that I thought was really interesting is that have you ever forgot that you played a game, then replayed it, then realized why you only played it once?
1: <laughs> uh, tell the story, dear.
0: Well, that's basically the story. So... Well, name it and shame it. I forgot I played a game. I replayed it. When I went to log it in Board Game Sets, I played it 12 years ago, and that game is called Bazaar. And I know why I never played it again in the 12 years. It is just this weird it's not set collection. It's basically like gem collection, but you need a certain like colors. Like you have um, specific ones you're trying to turn in for points and the way you do that is that you do exchanges and stuff like that. Like, oh, but and it's set in the game. It's not like a trading game. It's, if I give a green, then I get, you know, these are made up because I don't remember. But if I give a green, then I'll get a blue and a white. If I give a blue and a white, then I'll get three red. And so you have to do all of that to get the different things. It goes on way too long, and it gets really boring, and I would not recommend it.
1: Was I part of the 12 Years Ago play? Yes. Okay. I, but you I did not replay it. Yeah, I clearly do not remember it, but your description makes it sound like a longer, more boring, less fun version of Century Spice Road. Slash Century, century Spice Road hmm. Goal Edition. Because that has a little bit of that of that kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah,
0: it does. But it's quick. But Bazaar is w- way more limited. Like, this is it. Like, you don't get these
1: are the set. Yes, trade things exactly. And not here are the cards that come out. And, yeah, yeah. It's hmm. very static. Well, I'll remember not to play it. And if we're still doing this podcast twelve years from now, look forward to Kristen's replay of it.
0: <laughs> because generally online, I'll try anything. I'm like, oh yeah, it's free, I'll try it. I forgot, have I played that? And I had. Boo, there you go. The other thing I wanna talk about though, is that we, before all this came into motion and we were swamped and haven't been able to do anything, we got an idea of starting a new segment, well, not segment, Lots, more, lots of segments on a new show idea called Grab Bag.
1: Because who can resist a grab bag? Y- y- you don't know what you're going to get.
0: So for Grab Bag, it is going to be a variety show, which is compiled of a bunch of different board game segments. We have several already that we kind of tack on to other episodes of things filler yeah (laughs) but i really wanted to pull them out because i tried to think of what kind of content do i like to consume from board game people
1: and yeah i mean this is it's a very kind of cool thing that we have planned and i look forward to getting our first episode compiled And
0: so this, we plan to do these on Fridays. Yeah. So this is a Friday episode, but next Friday we hope to have one in the can.
1: Yeah. So this will not, this may be our last official Friday bonus episode because these uh, grab bag segments, I think will be enough to be a full episode and they deserve numbers.
0: And so we're going to put all of those, like, extra segments that we tack onto things into one so it'll all be in one place. And you will know where to find them. And you're not like, oh, I didn't listen to that random review of this game that I don't care about. And so I didn't get to hear
1: the description of whatever term or...
0: Because I I really like the content that is different stuff like board game breakfast, or when they used to do board game blender, or when they did you know dice tower, or when um, the brothers Murph do their little meta game minute, like kind of like small chunks of things, or their uh, funny satire news. Those are just really fun to me, and that's what I like. Because I don't necessarily want to listen to every review of things, because I don't really care about every single game. And because we only come out once a week, technically, I want another option for you if you weren't super interested in the game that we did that week.
1: Yeah, and we're hoping that this new grab bag concept... Uh, will be good for people who are just learning about the hobby and experienced gamers. Just, we want it to have a little something for everyone.
0: So here are a couple of highlights of segment ideas that we're kind of pushing around. None of these are set in stone. Well, some of them. Um, But here we go. So going digital, we will be discussing online games. Ins and outs. Ins and outs. In and outs. Ins and outs.
1: We're working on it, people.
0: Would you pluralize both ins and outs? In and out. I think I pluralize both ins and outs, which is what we just did with our
1: uh, with our roundup.
0: With our roundup, and that will be culling in additions to our collection. Tabletop terms. That's when we're gonna do word definitions.
1: Great for uh, some of the things that we throw around kind of unthinkingly. And it's like, wait a minute. some Like, if this was my first time, if I was an all-gamer, if this was my first time listening, would I have any idea what they were talking about? Yeah, so would we're...
0: I understand? Or would I be like, what? <laughs> because sometimes there are terms that you can't just look up. Yeah. Like it's just kind of understood, like, oh, yeah, everybody knows what that is. Retro rerun... Wow, retro rewind.
1: We might want to rethink that one. If
0: now I like that, I just have to practice, which we're going to use to highlight older games. Deja vu that's when we revisit one of our previous games. Say we played a game a bunch more times, or it's just something that maybe has gotten better in our eyes. So we will get to revisit previous games with that one. Between Turns is going to be kind of like our random thoughts on things in the board game community or anything we want to talk about. Between Turns. Shop Talk. That will be any kind of podcast updates that we have. Like this one. This would be a Shop Talk segment. Take My Money. That's where we can talk about Kickstarters or pre-orders or upcoming games, especially ones that we have chosen to put our money behind and support. And that's also where our Board of Reckoning updates will be.
1: Because we all know that uh, people love the Board of Reckoning. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to keep you posted.
0: So if you guys have any grab bag ideas... Four segments for that. Please email us or call us because you probably have our cell phone number because it's all of our friends and family, and let us know because we are definitely open. So each grab bag idea, grab bag idea, each grab bag segment, or oh my gosh, it's really late. Grab bag episode will have you know probably like four of these. I don't know. We have we have to figure it out.
1: It depends on how talkative we are.
0: Yeah. Which, as you know, we just gab and gab and gab.
1: Somewhere between three and five.
0: (laughs) Anywhere between one and five hundred. No. So, yeah, I'm very excited about it because I really feel like it will be a product that I would enjoy listening to.
1: And if, yeah, if we're having fun recording it, then you'll probably have more fun listening to it. And isn't that what we're all looking for?
0: Or you can just skip it. So it doesn't matter. That too. Thanks for joining us at the Game Table. Catch new episodes every Wednesday. Ish. Have feedback or just want to say hi? Find us on Instagram at PlaysWellWith2. And on BoardGameGeek.
1: At Spinch.
0: And at Kitty Paws 9
1: And on Twitter at PlaysWellWith2. The number, not the word.
0: Thanks for listening. <laughs>